Welcome to the Connection Church online service. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Today we're going to be talking about how to trust God in every circumstance. See, God is in the process of building your life. We often want to hold onto our lives the way it is. But God plans to refine our lives, to continually transform them into all that He has planned for us. God has good things planned in store for you. And if you hang on to your life the way it is, you won't see the things that He has in store for you for this next season. Now this requires change, sometimes a breaking down, sometimes a complete rebuild. God uproots our lives sometimes to rebuild it the way that He desires, but it is for His glory. And in this process, we find ourselves wondering, what do we do with the pieces? Wondering how do we continue to move forward? How do we press onward towards the goal when it seems so far off? How do we restore broken relationships, broken bodies, depleted finances, and build something greater when we are still trying to figure out what has already been built? How do we move forward when we are just trying to manage what is already there? Today, we're going to be reading out of Psalms chapter 40. And I want to take it a little bit along, breaking it down one or two verses at a time. So if you have your Bible, would you turn there with me today? Psalms chapter 40, verse 1 begins. I waited patiently for the Lord. This is King David writing. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Let's start. stop right there. First thing we can see is that there is value in waiting. While we don't want to wait upon the Lord, we want things to transform immediately. We hear in David's words, I waited patiently for the Lord. There is value in the waiting. See, David's waiting was not a single momentary act of expression of hope. He did not say, I hoped and it took place. He said, I waited upon the Lord. It's continuous perseverance through. Sometimes our prayers are not answered the first time, but the continued persistence, repeatedly bringing your, your, your needs and your requests before the Lord, saying, God, this is what it is that is on my heart. These are the desires I have. Continually bringing a supplication, prayer and supplication, presenting your request to God. Psalms 27.1 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Are we people who are able to wait patiently for God? Bringing our requests to Him. With prayer and supplication, bringing our requests to Him. But waiting upon Him. When we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus waited patiently. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed. He spent time talking to God, his Father. When Jesus was in his ministry, after he healed people, he prayed. Before doing miracles, he prayed. See, Jesus was not an impatient person. He was somebody who waited, who paused, who withdrew into God's presence. May we be people that learn from this. Hebrews 5, 7, 
talks about Jesus and says, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. See, there is value in waiting because it builds our trust in the one to whom we wait and hope. Do we wait upon God building trust in him? As we talked last week, that there is a faith that we can have that casts out fear. For the spirit God gave you is not one of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God gave you a spirit, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, that you can move forward in newness. And as part of that, you can press into him and you can begin to experience his joy. You can begin to experience trust that he is going to oversee the situation and walk you to his perfect place for your life. That we have hope in every season. As verse 2 points out, he drew me from destruction and set my feet upon a rock. Not only is there value in waiting, but it is God who draws us from the things that we are waiting from. That God drew David from destruction and set his feet upon a rock. See, we have strength in God. Does anyone recall the earthquake from 1994 when Northridge in the, in the early morning began to shake all of Southern California? It was a pretty strong earthquake. Billions of dollars of damage were done to houses. And in the aftermath, there was a lot of rubble where homes once stood. That shaking, that beginning to, to shake up and to destroy what was. We all recall what an earthquake feels like if you live here locally in Southern California. That's the last big one that I can think of that we may have all felt and recalled together. In our lives, sometimes there's an unexpected ground-shaking event that takes place. That is similar to an earthquake, an unexpected, overwhelming destruction that comes out of nowhere. This can be the pit of destruction where something comes in, a car accident, the loss of a job, a cancer diagnosis, a relational struggle, whatever it is that comes in and shakes up your world to create in your life that pit of destruction. While you may not feel an actual earthquake, your earth is shook because something has shaken you. You may have done nothing to create the situation, but nonetheless, the world around you has changed and you are left standing in the rubble. See, in these areas, God sees your situation. He sees these places, and he desires to pick you up from the destruction and set your feet upon the rock. Just as David said, he withdrew me from destruction and set my feet upon the rock. In your life, God desires to set you firm upon the rock because he is the solid rock. He wants to plant you firm in him, that your hope and your trust can be in him that while the world around you may be shaking, that he holds you secure and that you know that your hope is in him. As Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. See, when the ground is ripped out from under your feet, God continues to be your refuge. God does not move. He is constant. He is consistent. 
As Psalms 89, 12 says, we can call upon him. For we can say, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, rock that does not move, the firm foundation. Psalm 62, verse one. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. See, God wants to pull you out of destruction and place you on the rock. We wait patiently for him. And in difficult times, we place our feet firmly upon him. Let's continue. In verse 3, it says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. See, God brings a new beginning for you and others whom you care about. He puts a new song, a new beginning in your mouth in a new season. God is doing something new in you. As we've been talking in this past season, just concluded last week our series on all things new. God has done something new in your life. God is doing fresh things in you. And part of that is releasing what was and embracing what God is doing now. See, God is putting a new song in your life that you do not just hang on to the things that were, but you hold on to the things that he has for you to come. Psalms 37 verse 39 says, The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in times of trouble. May God be your stronghold. In your life, God is making something better than what you see. Your natural eyes can only see so far, but God looks at the spiritual things. And God so loves us that while we worry about broken bodies and finances and relational issues, while we worry about things, God cares about broken spirits that are separate from him. See, God desires to restore you into a relationship with him. God desires that you walk with him daily. If you don't know the love of God and the salvation that Jesus Christ brings, I want to tell you, God so loved the world that he sent Jesus down to this earth to remove all of the shame and the condemnation that you had to carry. When you believe into Jesus as your Savior, you can receive freedom and redemption that you can walk in a newness. See, God is making something new in you. And God is looking with spiritual eyes. He wants to walk with you in relationship, placing a new song in your, in your heart that you may walk in newness in him. Not only for you, but for others around you. God wants to bring you into a close relationship with him. Let's continue. Psalms 40 verse 4 says, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Would you reflect for a second? What wonderful things has God done for you? What wonderful things has he done? See, if you've made God your trust, and you have not gone astray for other things. God, I believe, has done multiple wondrous things in your life. Can you reflect upon those? Can you reflect upon those and proclaim those? See, when our world is uprooted around us, it can be helpful to recall the memory of the goodness of the Lord that we ourselves have seen. Not going back into the past, but to say my hope is in God because I recall that he is the firm rock as I have seen before. 
we remember that he is the firm one. We remember and recall, and our rock grows. Because we aren't saying, I, I believe he's the rock because God so loved the world that he sent Jesus for me. But we say, not only has God so loved the world, but God did this for me. And our rock becomes an island, which becomes a continent, which becomes so stable that we are firmly planted in him when we recall the wondrous things he has done. May we be people who recall the wondrous things that he has done and the multiple things that he's done towards us. Let's continue, verse six. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. In the New Testament, the author of Hebrews in chapter 10, verse five, quotes this section and addresses the question of whether we are about ceremonies or bringing God our entire hearts. We wanna bring God our entire hearts. Do you bring God your entire life? God desires that you hold nothing back from him, that you bring him your entire heart everything that you possess, all of your emotions, all of your family, all of your thoughts, all of your resources, all of your feelings, all of your hurts, all of your hopes. God wants you to bring all of yourself to him. Do we bring ourselves to him, truly surrendering and bowing down at the throne of the king? He calls us to not hold anything back. See, the question for us is, do we delight in God and trust him? So often we bring ourselves to God, but we hold back just a portion. Do we bring all of ourselves to God, delighting in him and trusting him with everything? That even when it hurts, we can say God is our strength, no matter what. We will press into God and let him be our strength without picking our burdens back up. To say, I waited patiently for the Lord, requires a lack of action on our part. To say, he drew me in and set my feet upon a rock, means that we are willing to get out of the way. We have to get off of the life raft that we've built for ourselves and climb up on the rock that he has for us. Will you get off your life raft that you think is your safety? And will you climb onto the rock that God is? Will you bring all of your heart to him? Will you delight in God and trust him with everything? See, we are reassured that blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And while we walk in faith, we say it, this is a walk of faith. God also is faithful to walk alongside us. We are not walking alone to him. Recall, we spoke a couple weeks ago about how he sent his presence back to dwell within us through the Holy Spirit. So while we walk by faith, the power and the presence of God goes with us in our walk. We are not alone. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we move forward in that, delighting ourselves in him and trusting him with everything. Let's continue. Psalms 40 Verse nine, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. 
I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. See, we are to share the faithfulness of God with others. Sometimes we want to keep our relationship with God to ourselves, but God says to bring it to him, to share. See, an interesting thing about David is he was not a priest. He was not a prophet. He was anointed as the king. He was the king of the people, the leader of the people, but he led by example of pursuing God. And he wrote so many of these psalms that we read and we mirror our lives after because he was a man after God's heart, not as a priest, not as a prophet, but as a king, a simple man who said, okay, Lord, you can use me. A lowly shepherd, you want to use me? Yes, God, I will say yes. Are we people who are able to say, I will do the things that God has asked of me? And then share of the deliverance that he has done, share of the faithfulness that he has done with others. David didn't just become the king and then rule the people, but he taught and wrote psalms about how great God was. He led by example. Who in your life are you sharing your faith with? No matter who you are, it doesn't matter that you're not the pastor or the priest. It doesn't matter that you're not a prophet. It does not matter what your spiritual giftings are. You have a story of how God has taken you out of a life raft and placed you firmly upon himself, the rock. And you can share that with others about his goodness. And you can bring light and deliverance to other people as you tell the great news of what he has done, not restraining your lips. Let's go back to the text. Psalms 40, verse 11. David writes, As for you, O Lord, will you not restrain your mercy from me? Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. See, while we know of God's greatness and have lived through his faithfulness, Christians continue to experience difficult times. Remember Jesus' words in John 16, 33. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble. It's okay that you're struggling, but Jesus has overcome it. James 1.12 tells us, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So here we see David, much like many of you, operating between the reality of what you see, the iniquities overtaking you, and this knowing the steadfast love and the faithfulness of God, this struggle, 
this balancing act of God is faithful, but this is a challenge. But God is faithful, but this is a difficulty. And we try to reconcile that faith is able to break through, but yet God holds back. And there isn't yet breakthrough. So we begin to declare, as David did, your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. Yet, as verse 12 says, evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. So in this balance, we can acknowledge God is great, even though I struggle. Friends, wherever you are watching from, God knows where you are. Continue to wait patiently for him. Find strength in him. See, there is value in the waiting. There is value in learning to persevere and trust in him. There is a God who loves you so much that is calling out to you right now. Our God, Yahweh, loves you with an undying love. And he is inviting you to not just give your life to him, but to follow him with your entire heart and life, trusting everything to him, trusting him in the process. See, God is good. Regardless of any fact, God is love. God is great. As 2 Peter 2.9 tells us, God knows how to rescue you from trial. So turn towards him. As David's word said, your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve you. May that be your declaration as you continue to wait upon the Lord. Let me recap this. We see in Psalms 40 that there is value in waiting. It creates perseverance, which leads to hope. And in this season, prayerfully, patiently, with perpetuation, wait upon God. Continually press into God because there is value in the waiting. Begin to let your hope build with expectation of what God is about to do. Secondly, remember that you have strength in God. If the ground has been ripped out from underneath you, look for your constant, which is God. If the earth is shaking, if things have been falling to pieces, look for your constant. He draws you up from destruction and sets your feet upon a rock, making your steps secure. Our God is the rock upon whom we build our lives. He is a firm foundation. So when your world is shaking, find your constant. Press into God. Wait upon him. Find your strength in him. Ditch that life raft. Stop clinging to the things that you think are safety and go stand with him on the rock that he has for you. Also, third, share what, with others what God is doing in your life. See, God is upholding your life, and the things that you talk about, the things that you're processing, will help others to have hope as well. Remember, God doesn't look with natural eyes. He sees the spiritual. So like David, talk about the spiritual things that God is doing in you with others, even in the waiting even in the processing, even in the ground shaking. Talk with others about how your hope is in God. Next, choose to delight in God. Delight in him. That you know that he is in control, that he will guide you and lead you. And then finally, operate in faith. 
choose to make it your, your main mission in life to say, I will put my trust in God and say, his steadfast love and his faithfulness will ever preserve me. I will let nothing shake me from that. May you walk in a closeness with him as you trust him. Would you bow your head with me as I pray? God, we thank you. We thank you that when the ground shakes, that you are the constant. We thank you that when everything seems to be in upheaval, that we can still trust you. God, we thank you that even in the seasons of waiting, you use that for your good, to create perseverance in us, which leads to character, which leads to hope. We thank you that you are creating character in us and hope as we wait upon you. As you listen, church, would you begin to think of the things that are in your life that have shaken your, your world, the earthquake, if you would, that have shaken your world? And I'm going to ask you to think of those as I pray. God, there are situations that are earth-shaking. And you know what they are. Sometimes it's a consistent low rumble. Other times it's an instant jolt. Sometimes it is such a large earthquake that it does detrimental damage to the foundation that the whole building has to come down. But God, we thank you that you are building each of our lives the way that you would desire. God, I ask that you would be with each person who is listening right now. Would you be the constant? Would you bring peace and joy and direction? God, as we present these things to you, we choose to wait upon you to press into your strength, to ditch the life raft, and to cling to you the firm foundation upon which our faith is built. Remind us to talk about the things that you are doing with others, that we can operate in faith, and that we do not hang on to this rubble, but we allow you to build it. God, may we delight in you, releasing these situations to you, God, have your way. Encourage and build the life of each person. In Jesus' name, amen. As we go into this next song, I encourage you, would you take a moment and continue to surrender the things that you carry to God. Lay them down before him. Let him have them. Bring in the pieces and delight in him. Let him show you how he is building your life and allow him to strengthen you as you build your trust in him upon the firm foundation. If, there, if you are listening live and you want to connect with an online host, feel free to drop a comment in the chat below. And someone, one of the online pastors, will connect with you and be praying with you.